those of you here and those of you watching us online, thank you for joining us again. I pray that as we enter into a time of worship and praise, that you'll be blessed, not because of our singing, but because of the words that we're singing. Hallelujah. So join us as we enter into a time of worship. Amen. Here I am waiting. Here I am waiting. Abide in me, I pray. We sing here.
is the name that is above every situation and he's worthy of our praise it doesn't matter what you're going through he is worthy of our praise and we give him alone the adoration hallelujah how many of you are excited to be in the house of the lord other people couldn't wake up this morning but we are here we are grateful so because of that we want to say thank you lord i come before you today and there's just one thing that i want to say
to God. Amen. You are all welcome to church. It's not just another Sunday, no. It's a Sunday to expect the blessings of God. Amen. Amen. Alright, so we'll just begin today, right now, is giving time. Amen. This very minute is giving time and I'll take a scripture from Philippians 4, 19. That's our text for giving. It says that, but, it says that, but, can you hear me? Yeah. All right. So it says that, but, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So as you take your offering, have that in mind and know that God will definitely Supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we have several ways to give in this church. We have um, Zelle, PayPal, and text to give. And then you can also, um, yeah, so text to give, 817-826-9772. And then you can also PayPal to ChristRevolt21 at gmail.com. And also Zelle to ChristRevolt21 at gmail.com. And then you can also scan over there for 
the QR code, and then we just walk through the prompts. Amen. And God will help us. Amen. And then you can also give to, under, under the giving, you can give to CRIC, which is our church, Christ Revealed International Church. And then you can also give to JHMC. You can also give to JHMC, which is the evangelistic wing of our church, Jesus Heals Miracle Campaign. And then if you are not already a partner, you can become a partner or a board member. So just um, go through that and you'll see all those details. You can also give to Remember the Poor. Remember the Poor. That is what Jesus Christ did when he was here. He remembered the poor. And then also the orphanage. As you give, we will bow down our heads. Amen. We bow down our heads for a short prayer. Father, we just want to thank you. We are so grateful to you for all that you have done for us, even giving us life. The fact that you are here when there are other people who could not wake up this morning. We just want to thank you as we give. We ask that our giving will rise up as a memorial before you and that you answer our prayers and bless us in the name of Jesus so that we can help other people as well that we can remember the poor, that we can go into the, uh, the ends of the earth to preach the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 You can just go on. If you are, if you are a traditional giver like me, you'll shortly be going around and then you pass out your, your money to the um, ashes and then it's going to work. Father, we, we want to thank you for this um, act of giving, which is also an act of love. We know that as we give, you open the windows of heaven and pour out an overflowing blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. We want to thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So today we have um, something else, something very good for you, very powerful as usual scripture for the week. Amen. And you know, Reverend is taking us to faith. Faith. So we want to um, stay along the same path. We don't want to move to the right or to the left. So the take, we are taking the scripture from Hebrews 11 verse 1. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Amen. Hebrews 11 verse 1. And so I'll go, I'll go through it and then after the first time, we'll all say it together. Amen. So it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Amen. So let's all say it together. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Amen. So we'll say it two more times. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Amen. We say the last time, and I know this uh, scripture is very popular, so you all know it. So we'll all say it again. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Let's clap for ourselves. Done very well. Good, 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 good. All right. So, um, 
God is good. Is he not good to you? You know, this, um, this part of the service is a very powerful part of the service. And I think that as you prepare your hearts, I want to, I want to say that uh, there's a scripture that comes readily to mind. Taken from Acts 2 verse 22. As I prepare to invite uh, Reverend David to preach the gospel powerfully to us, I want us to refer to that. It's, it's just, I'll just read it and then you can read along if you have it. It says that, ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. You know, I, I, I do not believe that um, miracles, signs, and wonders only happen in the mission field. No, I don't believe that. And I want you, as I introduce Reverend David, because we've been with him to many, to, to many countries. Wherever we've been to, there have been miracles, there have been signs, there have been wonders. But we want those same things to happen here and in our lives. And so as I introduce the man of God, I want you to stand up with great expectation and put your hands together to receive the man of God, Reverend David.
said amen. You may take our seats. Hallelujah. It's time to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to continue with the power of faith. The power of faith. Let's quickly go through our key or golden text. Let's start with 1 John 5, 4 and 5. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. For who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Hallelujah. So faith overcomes the world. Anytime you have faith, know that over, the world has been overcome. So the verse is not saying, uh, uh, um, go to verse 4. The verse is not saying, uh, uh, for whatsoever is born of God will overcome the world, but overcometh the world. Now, look at it in ESV. So, has and will. 
has, is, and will overcome the world. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. So it's, it's, the person has already, is, and will overcome the world. Hallelujah. Because we are continuing to overcome the world. Look at it in Amplified. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. That has conquered and overcome the world. Our continuing persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Now there remaineth faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is what? Love. So there remains or abideth faith, hope, and love. The King James says charity because the true love from God will be charitable. Any love we have that is from God will be charitable. And when you look at the definition of this, charity is part of it because love, that's why uh, uh, First John says that if anyone uh, uh, says that they have love, and sees their brother or sister in need, and shutteth up their bowels of compassion from them, how can you say the love of God dwelleth in him? Then the Bible says, let us not love in a, a tongue, but in or word or in, 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 in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Hallelujah. So the greatest is love, but so there are three important things, three most important things at the end of the day. After everything is said and done, God ranks the, the virtues or the things we must do, and three are the result of it. Faith, hope, and love. These are the greatest, but the greatest of these is love. But we are not talking about love today. We are talking about faith. But out of the three most important, faith is one of them. Hallelujah. And hope is also very important because without hope, you can't have faith. So hope is very, very important. Hallelujah. So faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, what is the power of faith? The power of faith is that faith gives us the power and the victory over the world. The next is that faith is so powerful that it is one of the top three things to do. Hallelujah. Then Hebrews 11, 1 to 6 says, Now faith, faith is not future, but now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for or the materiality of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen so if you've seen it then there's no need for faith because faith means that you don't have the evidence but you 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 are sure that the evidence is there and you've grasped it you've received it because it's in the word so faith means you've not received it yet physically but faith says that i have it now even though i've not received it yet let me just quickly turn to Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and then you will have them. So it means that you have not received it yet, but yet you are believing you've received, even though you've not received it yet. So faith, if you've received the thing, then there's no need for faith. I mean, how can I say I need faith for the cell phone? I don't need faith for the cell phone. I have the cell phone. So once you have the thing, there's no need for faith. So, it is when you don't have it that you say that I have it because God says that he's given it to me and I have it now. So, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is very, very important, but hope is future. 
Not only is hope future, hope is not tangible. Because no matter what we do, we can fast and say, tell God that I'm going to die. I'm go- we are all going to fast till we die. That we are fasting that Christ comes. Uh, uh, by the end of the week, you will all die. Because it's not coming until God sees. That's hope. So hope, you, hope is a future thing. Hope is not material yet until the future. But faith is now because faith, you receive what you are looking for now. But you, you, you claim it as yours now before you have it in your hands. You can't do that with hope. That's why faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope has no substance, but faith brings substance to hope. Hope is not material, but faith brings materiality to hope. Hallelujah. You can put your hands together for the Lord. So, so that's very, very important. Now, hope is of the mind. Faith is of the heart. Romans 15.4. What does Romans 15.4 say? Romans 15.4 says, For all these things were written aforetime for our learning. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So you will see that hope comes from the scriptures. So when you see a lack of hope, you are seeing a lack of the word. Many people feel that worship is what will give you hope. Worship gives you more hope when the scriptures are already in. But when the scriptures are not there, worship is very important. It will give you a good hope for some time and then it will dwindle. And many people can identify with that. But it's the word according to, because when it's in the Bible, take it. If it's not in the Bible, but it makes sense, it might not necessarily hold. So it's always important to get hope from the scriptures. That's where hope comes from. So you see that hope learning, so it means that hope is of the mind. We, we search the scriptures, we try to understand the scriptures, and then we get hope. Because hope comes from learning the scriptures. How many I get what I'm saying? So we need the scriptures to get hope. And that's why it affects the mind. But when Mark 11.22 does not, or Mark 11.22 and 23 makes it clear that faith is not a mind thing. Hope is a mind thing, but faith is a heart thing. That's why uh, 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 Mark 11.22, Jesus said, uh, Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Verse 23, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and what? Shall not doubt in his heart. So faith is of the heart. Hope is of the mind. Many things that we have not realized yet are still in the mind and have not entered into the heart. So I trust God for healing. I've read the scriptures and I've learned that healing comes from God. And by his stripes I was healed. It's in the mind. So because it's in the mind, I have hope that I'll be healed. And hope will not heal you now. So you need to continue to meditate according to Joshua 1.8. Keep reading the word over and over and over again. Then it moves from the mind to the heart. Then as soon as it enters into the heart, you are instantly healed. Because faith is of the heart. So that's very important. So faith is the substance of things hoped for. That's one part. Part B, they come together. So faith is the substance of things hoped for means that when you put substance to hope 
then it means that when you have not yet seen it you have the evidence because the evidence is the substance you've given to the thing you're hoping for so you now have evidence that i have been healed because the bible says so the bible says in first peter 2 24 that who his own self bear out sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed so lord jesus i claim my healing that i was healed two thousand years ago because i was healed i receive my healing now it's in the heart now there's evidence that i'm healed I don't need a doctor to tell me that I'm healed. I know I'm healed because the Bible says so. So I've, I have the evidence. Where is the scripture? I see scripture saying I'm healed. I'm healed. I have evidence that I'm healed. But remember that the evidence is there before you receive it. And I believe I've received. Why do you believe you receive? Because you have the evidence. Am I preaching to someone? That's why it's very important to speak faith. Oh, I've been praying for this sickness to go and the sickness hasn't gone. Oh, will it go? You've cancelled everything. Because now, you've, you've removed the substance from hope. You've, you've, you've thrown away the evidence. Because now you're saying, oh, will I be healed? You can think it in the mind. But there's no problem with thinking in the mind because you can control the thoughts that come to your mind. Jesus was tempted in the mind. Satan told him, why don't you turn uh, 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 stones to bread in the mind? You and I cannot control what enters into our minds, but we can control it establishing a thought process in our minds. So the devil might tell you and I that, no, it's not going to work. It will never work. Didn't you see that you tried it last year and it didn't work? Didn't you see that Jackson John tried it last year and it didn't work? What shows that it will work? No problem. So long as you don't let it enter into the heart, you're okay. Because do not doubt in the heart. That's why you ask yourself, why after Jesus and the apostles were coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter, James, John, May you and I be a Peter James Jones. I like the John. Even though I like Action Peter, I prefer John. John lived longer. John was closer and more intimate uh, relationship with Jesus. Hallelujah. When they were coming back from the Mount of Transfiguration, it was always Peter James John. Jairus' daughter, Peter, Peter James John. Mount of Transfiguration, Peter James John. Garden of Gethsemane, those who went forward with Jesus, Peter James John. We'll talk about an encounter with the Lord one of these days. And we'll talk about the closeness of these people and Moses and all these guys. Now, when they were coming down from the Mount of Transfiguration, what happened? They heard commotion, shouting, shouting. What is going on? And Jesus asked, what's going on? And then the man rushed to him, a man, and said, my son has a death and dumb spirit. And I told my, your disciples about it, and they tried cutting out the devil, and the devil couldn't be cast out. So there's a lot of shouting. Then Jesus said, oh, how long will I bear with you people? How long will I suffer you people? Bring him to me. So the man brought the child. And Jesus asked, how long has this child been in this situation? He says, since he was a youth. Sometimes the, the demon tries to throw him into fire or whatever and kill him or, or drown him or whatever. And this is the situation. Then Jesus said, do you believe the man said, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. How can the man tell Jesus, I believe? Help thou my unbelief. It's similar. It's like contradiction. No, it's not contradiction. 
Jesus understood it and cast the devil out. I believe in my heart, but my mind is telling me something else. My mind is telling me that it's not going to work. I believe in my heart, but help my unbelief because my mind is telling me something. Help thou my unbelief. The devil sometimes tricks us. He puts thoughts in our minds and tricks us saying that you doubted. You are done. Don't waste your time. No. You can still get your miracle because doubting in the mind has never been said in the Bible that don't doubt in your mind. It says don't doubt in the heart. You will find scripture that says don't doubt in the mind. It's the heart. Am I preaching to somebody? Look at James chapter 1 verse 5 onwards. So that's the faith that you and I need and want. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. Don't waste your time. If to think you receive anything of the Lord. Now let's look at it in NLT. Let's start from verse 5. Don't expect anything from the Lord when you waver. Now I'll explain what that means. If you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him and he will gladly tell you he will not resent your asking. But when you ask him, be sure that you really expect him to answer. For a doubtful mind is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. People like that should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Look at this in ESV. And I'll go to Amplified and I'll show you something. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. Please continue. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not, suppo must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Now finally, Amplified. How many are getting me so far? If any of you lack wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given him to him. God will not argue or be upset with you. But he must ask for wisdom in faith without doubting God's willingness to help. For the one who doubts is like a billowing surge of the sea that is blown around and tossed by the wind. For such a person ought not to think or expect that he will receive anything at all from the Lord. Are you getting me? Not to receive anything. One version says mind, but most of the other versions, look at NESB. So that's why it's good to read everything in light of King James and NESB. For the, that man ought, okay, NESB go to six, just six and seven. But he must ask in faith, nothing doubting. For one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Continue. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. So what this verse means is that God will give it to me. God will not give it to me. In fact, I've prayed. The Lord is going to give it to me. Ah, maybe he will not give it to me. In fact, I've seen that God has not healed so many people. Will he heal me? 
Oh, he'll heal me. No, he won't heal me. Oh, he'll heal me. No, he won't heal me. You see that you are being tossed by the wind. Tossed. And as you keep saying it all the time, as you keep thinking it, it moves from the mind to the heart. And doubt enters the heart, and that's it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because whatever you say about faith moves from the mind to the heart. Whatever you say about fear moves from the mind to the heart. Anything you and I say, anything you and I think, as we keep on thinking about it, it establishes its, its presence in our minds and eventually moves to the heart. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. So remember that it comes to the mind first, the soul. And then from the soul, as you keep pondering upon it, it moves from the soul to the heart. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Very, very, very important. Now, uh, uh, Kenneth Hagen talks about a lady uh, who was, you know, very, very talented in singing. A pastor's wife, very, very talented, gifted. When she sings, it's, it's fantastic. She was singing in churches, doing very, very well. Beautiful, outstanding beauty. And she got a thought in her mind. Oh, you are so beautiful. That's true. Because Kenneth Hagin says she's strikingly beautiful. So it's true. You are a beautiful woman. But she just rebuked the thought. It's like, I don't want to be vain. Then the thought came again. Oh, you are so beautiful. And this talent you have, it's bigger than the church. I rebuke this thought in Jesus' name. Then the thought came again. This thought, I mean, th th you are beautiful. She was dressing up in the mirror after taking her bath before she goes to bed beautiful look how beautiful you look at yourself you're so beautiful you can do much better you can still be singing in church but you can do much better out in the world now we all know many people who started in the church and destroyed themselves in the world became big stars and nothing came out of that in, in terms of how their lives were destroyed their lives so oh then she I reject it. She kept on rejecting the thought of beauty and being able to sing out there until one day she entertained the thoughts. She saw herself in the mirror. I am beautiful. But I remember that it took some time. It was in the mind. But she didn't rebuke the thought in the mind continuously because the devil leaves us for a season and comes back. But when we have, like for me, alcohol, he kept on coming, coming. But by the grace of God, after you keep rebuking, you flee. And he won't come again. But there are some things that he always come back to ask for more. Always, till we die. And when we are old, maybe it won't come, but something else will come. <laughs> I'm preaching. <laughs> maybe it won't be those things, but maybe it will be some other thought, maybe speaking false. Or, or, or saying that, oh, maybe Jesus is not the only way. Or maybe hell, you, you speak something. Yeah, the devil will always come till we lie down. Even Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane, even the devil was trying to get him to fear or to change. So at those things, it will always come till we lie. If our Lord himself. <clears throat> so she started to entertain the thoughts. I am beautiful. And it's true. <clears throat> Look at all these different stars. This is a true story. He knew the person, but God gave him a vision. Because, the, anyway, let me finish the story first. Then, she 
entertained the thoughts and then started becoming discontent in church. Started to think about singing. Look, by the time the devil ended that session, she had left the church, left her husband, pastor, started to go to nightclubs, started to sing in nightclubs and boozing and dancing and all these things. Started to booze, to dance and to smoke and left the church. They left God. And then one day, the assistant pastor found out she was in a hotel. So the assistant pastor went to the hotel and went to knock on her door to try to talk to her. When he knocked on the door, you know, I, I, I don't even know. I've never worn those kind of things before because people wear them. But when you go to hotels, they have robes, bathrobes. I don't know why I'm going to wear bathrobes in the hotel unless it's brand new. But, <laughs> but she wore the bathrobe. When, and she was naked. So the bathrobe, is, you, you can tie it, but yes, naked, drunk. Well, I don't think she was drunk or whatever, but she, she yeah. Then she didn't even cover herself. Yes, assistant pastor, what do you want? Then he told her that, look, Jesus loves you. You are still God's child. Why don't you come back? Shockingly, your husband is calling for you. Come back. Come back. Come back. He loved her so much. He says, okay, come back after all you've done. But there was a man in the room also. That's why she was naked in the bathroom. They just, maybe like they had just finished having sex and they were, uh, she was just refreshing herself and he called. <laughs> She's, then he said, come, come back. We still love you. We said, Jesus still loves you. So Jesus was telling Kenneth Higgins a story in the vision. Then she said, remember I started in the mind. Then she said, to hell with this, mentioned our Lord's name and said, I don't want anything to do with that and closed the door on him. Now Jesus told him in the vision that even though as she was in sin and smoking all those things, she was still my child. All she needed to do was to come back home. She was still my child. But because she has tasted of the heavenly gift and she was mature in the faith, and it was a willful rejection of me. This was saying she she willingly in her heart rejected me. She's committed unpardonable sin. She's going to hell. She's done. So you see how someone in church serving God started from the mind, and then it, and you see, and can I again said he saw a small tiny dot in the head. Because he could see her spirit, the shape, tiny dot in the head. Then as she kept on accepting it, then it started to grow. Then it moved from the head to the heart. As soon as it entered the heart, that's when she rebelled and said, I'm out. That was the end of her. He said that she's in hell. She's, that she's finished. Hey. Because, you see, but there are many Christians who might be angry with the Lord and say, I reject Jesus to hell with whatever and have not committed it because they are angry. But this is someone who, according to Kenneth Hagen, it was a willful, willful. For if you willfully uh, uh, reject uh, the son of man and you put, him, you put him to open shame and there is no more sacrifice for sins. 
Hallelujah. Can you get that verse in Hebrews, I think? You see, so you see, uh, uh, it was a willful act. It's different from, I'm here one day, or that, there was a man I was on outreach, uh, uh, I think I tell the story on Wednesdays. I went to, to outreach in Bensville Mall in Minneapolis. Okay, well, if, if you willfully reject the Son of Man and put him to open shame, if you just type that in Google, you get it. Hallelujah. I was having outreach. As I was having outreach in Minneapolis, there was a, a, a man I met. I met the man. And I, was, I told him, Jesus loves you. He said, no, 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 no. Don't worry. It's not, it's not with me. Which verse is that? Hebrews. Just say, if we, uh, there's no more sacrifice for sins. Say, there's no more sacrifice for sins. If you just type, there is no more sacrifice for sins in Google. Hebrews. Hebrews 10. 26. So go to 24. And I'll tell you about the, the more. Very wild. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. So it means that don't, don't forsake church. As the manner of some is, but exalting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Continue. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fear, fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. Now also look for the dog goes to its vomit. It's in Peter. Also go for that one. Hallelujah. Because this one is also talking about the apostasy where people, because of uh, 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 fear, go back to Judaism instead of Christianity. Sorry? No, it's King James. Uh, sorry, it's, 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 it's Peter. One of the, I think it's Peter. So just say the dog goes to its vomit and type New Testament. No, not Proverbs. Peter. New Testament. Let me get it. Because he was quoting from Proverbs. Yeah. Good. Just, just if you type it and say New Testament, it will take you to the New Testament one. Second Peter 2.22. But it is happened on... No, go to verse 20. Let's start from 20. Remind me about the Benzo more. Start from verse 20. For if after that... If, for if after they have escaped the pollution of the world... Through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome the latter. In fact, let's start from 19 and use ESV. Because we, we need to understand this. Uh, I, I don't want to have to explain too much of it. So go to 19, yes. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a person, to that he is enslaved. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord Jesus and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, and the last state has become worse for them than the first, okay? For it would have been better for them not, never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. What 
the true proverb says has happened to them. The dog returns to its own vomit, and the, and the soul, after washing herself, returns to wallow in the mire. Continue. Okay. How many are getting me? I'll show you one more. Hebrews 6. Did we read Hebrews 6 4? We've not read that, right? Go to Hebrews 6. Let's start from verse 1. ESV. I'm just trying to show you about the mind and how these things work. Therefore, let us leave the entire elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God and of instruction about washings and laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For it is impossible. Very important. For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened. That's what's happening with the woman. Who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Ghost. I mean, those are, we are trying, we, by the grace of God, we'll get there. Let's go back to verse 4, sorry. For it is impossible in the case of those, when you're reading these verses, you have to stick to NASB, King James, ESV. For it is impossible, because it's a meaty verse. In the case of those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, and have shared in the Holy Ghost, and have tasted the good word of God, who oh, glory to God, may you and I experience the powers of the ages, ages to come, or the age to come, and the powers of the age to come. I want to walk in all that in Jesus' name, and you also. And then have fallen away back to the old life. This is the apostasy, back to Judaism, back to the old life. Meaning that you say you accept Jesus. Now, I don't accept Jesus any longer. I'm rejecting Jesus. That's different from, okay, you are going into sin. You are deep in sin, but you still know that Jesus is Lord. But you have just gone into sin. There's still hope for you. Even though if you die in your sins, you go to hell. There's hope for you. But it is impossible. And then have fallen away from Christ. You remember that this is not about sin yet. This is about falling away from Christ to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm and holding him up to contempt. That's what happened to the lady. Willingly rejecting Jesus and saying to hell with willingly. Okay, let's try NL, NLT. Let's go to verse how many are seeing this? Let's go to verse 4. Let's give NLT. Now, all Bible, all versions are good. But maybe let me just explain why I keep saying King James and NLT. All versions are good. Now, the interpretations of the Bible are there are textual translations and interpretive translations. What I mean by that is that King James and ESB, when they were, well, let's start. There's interlinear. There are textual translations, and then there is 
interpretive translation of the Bible. Now, interlinear is the most accurate because that one, they don't use the English rules of translation, language translation. What I mean by that is that when you are translation, translating from one language to another, you need to use the rules of the languages to help translate it. Hallelujah. Now, interlinear, there are no rules. John said ABC in Greek. It's exactly written. So you will not be able to understand the interlinear very well. For God loved the world, gave his son so much, you, you won't be able to understand it if you try reading the interlinear. So that's the most accurate because Hebrew direct to English, Greek direct to English with no rules. Now, NASB, King James, and ESV a bit. But NASB, King James, they did textual translation. So meaning that they take the text and then they use the English rules of translation to translate them into English or into whatever language. So it's accurate because you are taking a sentence in Greek or in Hebrew and you are doing the textual translation with the language rules. The other version, and then ESV also we can say that, but the other versions still good so that you and I can understand it. Scholars come together. And then they decide on Greek and Hebrew scholars come together. This is what the verse is saying. What are we, what, what is God saying? All of them agree and then they write it. So it helps us to understand the English, understand it very well. That's why it's easy to read. But you can lose a few things from that. That's why you see some versions. When you read King James, NESB, ESV, especially King James and NESB, they are saying about almost the same thing. ESV gives it a bit more of understanding because it's a bit easier to read. But the other versions are nice. So I always read the other versions, but I make sure that I've read King James with them too. But they are all good. Message, I don't read it because it's, a, it's, it's funny. We'll, we'll, it, we'll laugh. We'll laugh about it. You understand? But yes, it, it, it's overdone, I think, the Message Bible. How many are getting what I'm saying? So all the versions are good because it's the Word of God. It, it contains everything we need to know. But someone like me, when I want to study the thing to make sure I understood, because I always have the concordance, I want to make sure that this word, this is what it means, I have to use, make sure King James and NSB are with me. And then I read the other versions. So sometimes I have many versions. That's why I like using some of this Bible hub, and so that I have many versions, and I read all the versions, and then I read King James and NSB to make sure that we are on the same page. So let's try in this NLT. For it is impossible to restore to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit. Please, continue. Five. Let me read it again. Let's start again and then we'll continue. I want it to flow through. So go back to four and then we'll flow through. For it is impossible to restore to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the power of the age to come, and who then turn away from God. But, but I feel from Christ. Because, of course, it's the same thing. If you turn away from Christ, you turn away from God. It is impossible to bring such people to repentance again because they are nailing the Son of God to the cross again by rejecting him, holding him up to public shame. 
So I'm just saying that that's what the lady did. But just say that it's going to be very difficult for you and I to do that. So no one should say, hey, I've committed, a, I've, I've, I've done this. No, because many of us, even if you say you are diving to sin, be careful to come back out. But you are still not in this, at this level because you have not rejected Christ Jesus willingly. Now, there was a man at the Bensville Mall, a mall in Minneapolis. Now, this man, I said, Jesus loves you. I was preaching, telling him, I was with Sarge, one of my guys, outreach partners. Jesus loves you and died for your sins. The man said, don't worry, it, 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 it won't apply to me. It's just, just. Then I said, no, Jesus loves you. He said, no, I'm, I'm not a part of it. I, I can never be saved. I said, oh, please tell me, what do you mean? He said, I've committed an unpardonable sin. I said, oh, how? I told him that if you have committed the unpardonable sin, you will not know. So you have not committed the unpardonable sin. He said, no, you don't understand. Then he explained to me how he used to go to church. He was a Christian. And he had his wife. He loved his wife. His wife was diagnosed with cancer and given up to die. <clears throat> and he prayed. He fasted. He did all the faith. I have faith. Faith. Jesus by his stripes healed and Mark 11 he did all those things <clears throat> and he trusted God he said God don't take my wife he was telling me this don't take my wife and the wife died then he was angry with God every morning he would just I mean the way he describes it, he, would, he would get up in the morning and curse God insult God insult Jesus every morning feel better then he goes to work next morning he said, hey. I said you've not committed the unpardonable sin in spite of that you've not committed the unpardonable sin I don't care about Jesus I, I don't want Jesus you, you, you've killed my wife I said you've not committed the unpardonable sin because he was doing it out of anger but this woman it was a willful rejection yes willful I don't want him to hell with hey how can you say to hell with uh, they mentioned Jesus how but many people have said to hell with but it was not willful it was not from the heart but this man was angry I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying so anyone watching no you've not committed any unpardonable sin because many people have cursed some people say that oh I, I laughed about tongues when I, was, when, when I became a Christian or unbeliever, I was mocking those people who, who, who were speaking in tongues. So it means I've, I've blasphemed against the Holy Spirit. No, you've not blasphemed against the Holy Spirit. When you read what Jesus talked about, when, why did Jesus say those words about blaspheming against the Holy Spirit? When the Pharisees were saying that he was casting out devils by the spirit of Beelzebub. When they were attributing the, 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 the things Jesus did through the Holy Spirit to a demon spirit, the prince of devils. And they willfully rejected Christ. That's another story altogether since we're talking about faith. But how many get what I'm saying? So the mind, the mind, you have to be careful. That's what the Bible says. Guard your hearts, your minds with all diligence. Guard it. It will enter the mind. But make sure that there's a sieve. Guard your hearts with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Guard it. So something enters into your mind. Then you put a, a litmus test, a sieve. Does it apply to the word of God? Is it in line with the word of God? Yes, enter into my heart. 
Does it, is it in line with God's word? No, I refuse it from entering into my mind, my heart. You can put your hands together for the Lord. That's, that's it. Faith. So we need faith. And you can have so much fear. When I was young, I used to be afraid of ghosts and spook. Because I used to watch horror. Hey, horror movies. I loved it. My brother and I, we love horror movies. So we went one day, those times long ago, I mean, when the, the movie Ghost came out, Patrick Swayze, my brother and I went because we thought it was a ghost story. Spook. So we went there and we realized that it was a love story. <laughs> we thought it was a ghost story. We love horror movies, Dracula and all these things. So we are always afraid. At night, I know some relatives, they watch uh, uh, court TV and uh, 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 forensic files so much that even when they are walking home, they are afraid that someone is going to kill them. <laughs> so much fear. So, and that's not because they watched it once. That's not because they watched it twice. They continue, as you watch over and over and over and over again, then the fear moves from the mind to the heart and then you are fearful. If you watch doubtful things, you keep watching, 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 then it moves from the mind to the heart and then you'll be doubting so many things. Very, very important. But in the same way, when you have faith or you, you read the word or there are positive testimonies or you hear the word of faith and you keep hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, then faith is generated. Look at, you can put your hands together for the Lord. Look at Romans 10, 17. Look at it in Amplified first. It's not, faith cometh by hearing once. No, faith comes by continual hearing. Now, faith comes by continual hearing, not, anyway, I'll explain it between the Rema and the Logos. Yet faith comes from listening to this message of good news, the good news of, uh, about Christ. Anyway, I said Amplified, but thank you. So faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. Noun, King James. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So King James gives you a context of it that the word of God, because that word of God is important. If you read the other ones and you are trying to understand what that word means, you might miss it. Look at NESV and then ESV. Maybe to explain what I've been trying to say. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So you see word there. Both of them, you see word, word. The other one's message of faith, all true. But if you want to do a Bible study, you miss a lot of what it's saying. I'll explain it. Go to ESV. Very good. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. How many saw that word, 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 and the others, the message of faith? Look at, uh, choose any version, NLT, any version. And I'll explain to you, me, uh, yeah, message, it will wait our time. Okay, we'll, okay. 
let's look let's let, let's look at uh, what did i say no before message and let's look at nlt and then we'll try message yet faith comes from listening to the message of good news the good news about christ is true for someone who doesn't want to dig into it it's fine but i'll explain why digging into it helps now let's try message for uh, <laughs> message bible msg or something message yeah msg yes it's a tell you a nice story maybe this one might be because it's a bit straightforward if do you have message if not let me know quickly so that i continue message by they, they don't okay can someone read message now when i was doing my bible study i was surprised to find out what the word how significant it was okay please read the message uh microphone please quickly okay you can read it then At, uh, okay you give yeah please kick, kick, give it to romans ten seventeen. yes you can take the mic okay. romans ten seventeen. yes it's all together yeah Okay, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll okay. just... Um, yes, if you quickly read it. And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? That's why the scripture exclaims, aside to take your breath away, grand processions of people telling all the good things of God. But not everybody is ready for this, ready to see and hear and act. Isaiah asks what we all ask that, at one time. Oh, maybe let's, uh, because it's a bit different. It says that the point is before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. I don't know if that's yeah, the one. That's it. So say it again. Say it okay. again. The point is before you trust, you have to listen. But unless Christ's word is preached, there's nothing to listen to. So you see how message sees it. Yes, but this is even very nice compared to some of the other. The other ones will laugh when they say it. Thank you. So now, they are all good. But so this is talking about the message of Christ. Now, go back to King James. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, the word, now, uh, you don't need to turn to it, but John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word. Now, let me say it in the Greek. In the beginning was the logos. I don't know why some people feel it's Rayman, but in the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos was with God, and the Logos was God. Romans 10, 17, the Bible says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Rayman of God. Did you get that? That's why I was saying that I was surprised when I was doing my Bible study, by the Rayman of God. That makes sense. Now, the Logos is the entire word of God. And Jesus is the Logos. So the whole word of God is the Logos. How many are getting me so far? That's the Logos. Now, the Rhema is not only 
uh, uh, the word of God that applies to you, uh, your specific situation. But the, lo- the rhema is a subset of the logos. So it's like a pool of water or the sea is the logos. Rhema is taking a bucket of water from the sea. So it is a section of the rhema, sorry, of the logos. So rhema is a specific part of the logos that applies to you. So what God is saying is that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema. So for example, I need faith for healing. So I read scriptures about healing. But if I don't know the logos, I will not have the rhema. If I don't know the complete word of God, or I don't know some of the complete word of God, because we won't know all, even in heaven, we'll still be learning it. If I don't know the logos from the Bible, then how will I know what rhema to get? Because the rhema is from the logos. Am I making sense? So I need faith for healing. So I read scriptures about healing from the logos. And that scripture about healing is my rhema that I need for my life to help me and that gives me faith. Hallelujah. In the same way for finances, right? Yeah, in the same way for finances, I need to look in the logos for scriptures about finances. Then when I take scriptures about finances, I'm taking the rhema and then I'm learning the rhema and I'm letting the rhema work for me, applying the rhema to my life. And then the rhema is the word of God that fits for my circumstances. And then I get faith. But you miss it when you read other versions. Because there's no place for the word, that word thing, you won't find it. But you, so then faith comes, uh, 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 NLT. It's still good. If you don't want to do the search like I'm doing, then there's no need to worry about it. Please, NLT. If you don't want to do the search, because I, I like to search so that I can understand. Okay, so it means that faith is easy. Just pick. I want faith for moving promotion. Then I take scriptures on promotion. Then I get faith for it because the promotion scriptures will be my rhema. Yet faith comes from listening to the message of the good news, the good news about Christ. It's true. But you won't be able to do the further Bible study on it because you won't, it, it, there's, no, there's no separation of Rima Logos. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Are you getting me? Yeah. So it's very important. The Logos is Jesus. In the beginning was the Logos. The Logos was with God. And the Logos was God. The Logos, Jesus, in Revelation, Jesus, Jesus is called faithful and true. In Revelation, Jesus is called the Word of God. In Revelation, Jesus is called King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus, his, na- his title is the Word of God. When he was in heaven, what was his name? The Word of God. Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Logos. And the Logos was with God. And the Logos was God. But the Logos is the entire Word of God, which for you and I is the Bible. But of course, it will be bigger than the Bible, but that's not our concern. In heaven, we'll be discovering. But for you and I on earth now, till we die, the logos, we, the complete logos is the Bible. And God is not interested in a new revelation. Who I see a new revelation? Who I need? Say, if there's a new revelation, who I see is in the logos of the Bible we have in our hands. 
It has to be. There is no who I see some who uh, there's some uh, logos, some revelation. Why is it in the Bible? Oh no, God gave it to me an angel. No, maybe a devil. If it's not in this logos, most likely a devil. <laughs> Hallelujah! You can put your hands together for the Lord. Now, how do you get faith? It's very imp- that means for you to have faith, you have to be reading the whole Bible over and over again from Genesis to Revelation, the Logos. No, you have to take you, you first have to know the Logos enough and then take scriptures about what you are trusting God for. When you take those scriptures, you are taking the Rima because the Logos is like the sea of water. And the rhema is taking a bucket and putting, t- removing water from the sea. So it's just a small section of the water in the sea, which is the rhema. Enough for your use and your need for that particular situation. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. We'll continue next week, but before we finish, I just want to encourage us to get the word in. In the evening, before I sleep, if it's not a message I'm listening to, I have the audio Bible on. Just play the audio Bible, and I go to sleep. I wake up. This morning, I was being blessed by the word. I was, I was listening to, uh, I woke up and listening to the resurrection as a, a the, the road to Emmaus, and I was, I was just listening to it. I started from Mark. Oh, oh, I, 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 interesting, I started from like Mark, and I woke up just Luke, end of Luke. So I didn't sleep much. Yeah. And then the, getting the Rima, the Lugos. So you and I can do that to build our spiritual lives. To build it, to build it, to build it. Listening to messages, listen to messages, listen to audio Bible. And then it builds our faith. Because faith comes truly by listening to this message of good news. But even the message of good news is taken from the, it's a rima. Because it's taking a section. The, the good news, today have I preached the whole Bible? No, just a section of it. So it is true. But when you, I like to go deeper. May you and I have the faith that moves mountains. May you and I have faith, um, a a wonder-powerful faith. May you and I have wealth overcoming faith. May you and I have increasing faith. May you and I have strong faith. May you and I have great faith. In Jesus' name, shall we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. Oh, and let's speak to the Lord and ask him to increase our faith. Every Christian has faith. So don't waste energy and time saying, God, give me faith. Waste of space, waste of time, waste of prayer. If you are a Christian, ask God to increase your faith. Every Christian has the measure of faith. Lord, increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith. Increase my faith.
Increase my faith. Increase my reading of the word. Increase my reading of the word. Increase my reading of the word of God. In the name of Jesus. 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 Give me world of coming faith, O God. Draw me deeper into your word of truth. Give me the grace to guard my heart with all diligence so that nothing wrong will be allowed into my heart. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you for your word and we pray for world of coming faith, increasing faith, strong faith, growing faith, exceedingly great faith, oh God, we pray for. We pray that you draw us deeper into your word of truth and into your love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And whilst we're praying, if you are here, you are watching, and you know in your heart that you have not given your life to Jesus. Even if you are watching, you can just raise your hands where you are. And let me pray with you. God sees your hands. If you want Jesus Christ to save you, you want faith for salvation, God is giving it to you right now. Now repeat after me, including everyone here. Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we bless you and we thank you for everyone who has surrendered their lives to Jesus. Keep and preserve them in Jesus' name, amen. We may take our seats. God bless you those online. I want to say I hope you've been blessed by the message. I pray that you apply yourself to reading the word, listening to the word, and God will bless you. Offering time, blessing, blessing time. time. Hallelujah. These are the ways to give. You can text give to 817-826-9772. That is 817-826-9772. Text to give or you can give PayPal, ChristReveal21 at gmail.com or ChristReveal21 at gmail.com for Zell. And God will bless you. Hallelujah. Jesus, what a wonder you.
God bless our offering in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, amen. Hallelujah. I hope we have all been blessed today for the powerful message, the power of faith, amen. Amen. Reverend David has taught us, explained the logos and the rima for us, amen. We don't need to know our entire Bible for us to receive answers, amen. But we need the specific word of God that pertains to our life. And of, of course, it's important that we strive to, you know, get to know enough of the word, the logos too, amen. We pray that this will be our prayer that, you know, and our heart desire that God will help us to know his word, amen, and apply it to our lives. And then faith will be generated in our hearts, amen. is that this Wednesday we have our meeting here 7 p.m. prompt and we would like you to be a part of us. Amen. To join us. We've been studying the word of God. Reverend David has been going deeper into the word of God on Wednesdays. You know, so we want we want to extend the invitation to you to join us and God will richly bless you. Amen. Thursdays we, will ha we have our prayer meeting on Zoom 8 p.m. So jump straight to um, JHMC. Talk about JHMC. Amen. We want to encourage ourselves. You know, the beginning of the year, Reverend David said that we want to know God and be strong. Amen. You know, believe that knowing God also is is knowing the things that he expects us to do or applying ourselves to the things that is because sometimes you may not be the one that is doing the thing or the one that God has called to do the thing but you can also add yourself to it once you add yourself to it God will bless you God remembers said nothing that you've done for the kingdom of God will God not look onto it and reward you amen so you know we should think about those things even though you may not be the one going if whatever you add to it, your little and your much, God will bless you. Let's, you know, hold the hands of Reverend David and get the crusade, the word of God to the nations of the world. Because we know the end, the time is short and Jesus is coming again. And I can tell you that God will remember everything that you have done for his kingdom. And God will bless you. Amen. Amen. And 
So if you also want to be baptized, you can give your name to Brother Fred. Reverend David will definitely be happy to baptize you. Amen. Was there any birthday this week? Birthday this week? No. Amen. And God bless you all. Amen. Let's rise and share the grace. Praise God. And those online too, you can just stretch your hands and share the grace with us, shall we? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you and God bless you till next time. Shalom.